Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon, currently Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. 3CR very much and proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nation and we pay respects to all First Nations listeners, past, present and emerging who are listening and acknowledge that the lands were stolen and never ceded. And if you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. Um, there is the um, really old-fashioned way. I got caught out on this last week. I said Gmail was the really old-fashioned way, and I got a postcard from the fabulous Wombat um, who said um, <clears throat> that there are some ways that are older. Yes, we value all ages and all means of communication on this show. Um, so you can send a postcard in, but if you want to interact in a more electronic and automatic um, or time-specific basis, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line, and look for the post on my page, um, Sally Goldner. And um, today's show is brought to you by a combination of caffeine, orange juice and nasal decongestants. How the heavens I can get a cold after three days of 33 degrees is a mystery of medicine and science, which will be discovered in due course. But... Totally unplanned linkage, opened up with the Doobie Brothers, The Doctor, um, because music is The Doctor, and I'm joined in the studio by a fabulous musician, and um, welcome to 3CR Mars. Thank you very much. And as we do on this program, my pronouns that I use are female, um, are she, her. Do you, if, do you use any pronouns? Um, yes. So which ones? Uh, my pronouns are he, him, or they. Or they, them. Yep. <clears throat> which um, gives us lots to talk about. But let's start on the musical end first. I'm going to come in there. Um, where was your first awareness that, oh, I really love music? Oh, man. I think probably my dad is a huge Elvis fan. Mm-hmm. And ever since I was very small, he's just been showing me, like, Elvis live DVDs and playing all the music. And he sat me down one day and put on this Elvis DVD and was like explaining how the atmosphere was building as Elvis was like getting ready to come on stage. And I could yep. just feel that excitement that everyone had for music in that one place. And I saw him come on stage and I was like, that's what I want to do. You yeah. want it to be, I've got to do it in the building. Oh man. And also just like Michael Jackson is a huge influence to me. Now that now that's a bit different because um, you know you've got someone who mainly sang and <clears throat> well in one sense Elvis sang and danced more but um, Michael Jackson different style of music as well but mm. also um, noted for, you know and in a different era you know the video clips that sort of thing mm. um, so are, there, are they common threads or are they just both um, you know sort of hit you in their own way? Well, I guess like Elvis was something that was shown to me by a parent and then Michael Jackson was not really played around my house a lot and I kind of found him on my own so he was the first artist that I mm-hmm. listened to and just loved and like discovered on my own yep and so um at the moment when we're going to play a couple of your tracks soon uh, yes. throughout the show which will be awesome maybe more um you know your the music that you've done is more um vocals and guitar based mm-hmm. um but um do you see do you see yourself um branching out to do sort of more of the dance moves as well <laughs> <laughs> You know, I actually can do the entire Billie Jean dance. Right. After okay. a few wines, like, for sure. But I was um, I was in a rock band. 
for like six months. Uh-huh. Um, and we broke up kind of just to focus more on the studies because our uni course is pretty intense at the moment. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, I'm, I'm happy doing my acoustic stuff, but I would love to start a new band at some point soon. Fair enough. Yeah, we're, um, that might, I might just digress off there. Where, where and what are you starting? I am studying a Bachelor of performing Music Performance and Songwriting at Collards. Oh, so cool. lots of music theory, music history. Yeah, all fleshes in, adds up to it. And yeah. how, do we ask how long to go? <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't even know. Like, I started off as a full-time student. It's technically like... A four-year degree, like shoved into two years, so it's it's yeah, it's mm. it's full on, um, and I've gone part time now, so I'm supposed to graduate April next year, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like, I'd rather stretch this out, yeah. be passionate about two subjects instead of being stressed about five. Good call. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I <clears throat> digressing. I you know I think that um, sometimes I think that's a really good approach, and whatever one's studying, yeah, agreed. So, yeah, um, work at it more diligently and in depth, mm-hmm. which is a cool thing. And so, you've yeah, you have been gigging around Melbourne in various forms as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where, whereabouts? Um, at the moment, I mostly gig at the Evelyn Hotel on Brunswick Street yeah. and the Workers Club on Brunswick Street. Uh, I did a gig at the Bendigo Hotel on Wednesday night, I think it was, which is on Johnson Street. Uh, occasionally play at my friend's open mic in Eltham, and I busk occasionally. I used, I started off actually playing at um at the equal marriage rallies. Oh yes, when I was like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that leads in, I suppose, a bit to the queer side, which we do want to talk about. Yes. And you know, sort of journeys in <clears throat> well, various journeys that can happen in there. I mean, um, you know, and how does that? Um, the, does the queer part come into your music to any degree and songwriting? Yeah, definitely. There's quite a few songs I've written about my experience as a as a gender diverse person yep. in the world. Um, but maybe like I have probably written over 200 songs in my life, and I think maybe four are to do with my gender, and I think I I play one live. Okay, and. Yeah, which is fair enough. We were just having a chat about this before we, you know, came in. That mm. you know, yes, it's um, you know, queer is a part of us, but it doesn't have to be everything. And so, in that sense, your music is just about, you know, do you is it you know, sort of just observations of life, or um, you know, how would you describe it, for example? I would describe my songwriting as yeah, my experience um, a lot with mental health. Uh, my experience in romantic relationships, uh, friendships, and just observations on the world. Um, I write a lot about dreams. Like, oh. I like to write kind of some trippy songs about weird dreams that I've had. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, let, um, well, have, see, if we've got time, we'll dig out another one of those. Yeah. Um, but let's <laughs> just hint on one for now, um, or, you know, go through one for now um, okay. about dreams. What's What was one that you, you wrote and perhaps is at least somewhat public, um, publicly available. Yeah, yeah, there's actually one on the EP um, called Melatonin Dreams. Um, when I was taking melatonin to help me get to sleep, it just gives you the most vivid, trippy dreams. And I had a dream that I was in an American diner with all my high school teachers and, like, the clouds were on the ground and the ceiling was, like, in the sky. 
And I just woke up and was like, what was that? And I like, got my xylophone out and made this weird little trippy track. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. <clears throat> I'm changing from melatonin. That sounds a bit scary for me. <clears throat> um, it's great, it's great. <laughs> all right, even that I'm needing to cough again, I think we might have a, br- a breather. And to do so, we'll play one of your tracks. Tell us about Ripped Jeans as oh, well. Oh, gosh. Ripped Jeans, um, I wrote when I was in the UK visiting my grandma. Um, there was a cafe that I would walk past every day when I was there, and there was this gorgeous waitress who I'd always kind of, like, like have a peek at, and I was like, you're gorgeous, and we'd, like, smile at each other, and she always wore ripped jeans, and I just, like, knew I was going back to Australia, and I'd never see her again, so I just wrote this song instead of crying. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, tear warning. <clears throat> now... Um, do we have to check in just for our, um, just so it's fair on some listeners? Um, is there any explicit language or language that our grandmothers would have called explicit oh, in this goodness. one? Um, no, this no. one is relatively clean. All right, well, we'll, do- we'll start clean. We'll see where we go <laughs> for the rest of the show. Let's have a listen to our guest, Mars Cooper, and the recording on um, Head Mess, um, yes. which will tell you how to, how you can listen to and maybe purchase. And a track called Rip Jeans, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR On Demand, and um, and On The Web. Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Mars Cooper. And it's not going to play. It's...
Urban Projects and La Mama present The Audition, a multi-authored work interrogating the protocols and power relationships of the audition process to uncover what it means to seek assignment. Director Mimi Bella has assembled an exceptional team of award-winning oh, writers, Christos Tsiolkos, Patricia Cornelius, Tess Vesiotis, and Rahidi Iranian associate Sarah Dabud and Milad Naruzi, performing alongside Mary Sitarinos, Peter Paltos, and musician Vahidi Essari. The audition, 13th to the 24th of November. Bookings at lamama.com.au. Outer Urban Projects, a 3CR supporter. Hi, we are the Lumberjills. Hello, we Lumberjills. And we're from Canada. So you're listening to 3CR 855am Community Radio and we just want to say support your local radio station. Way hey and away we go. Donkey riding, donkey riding. Way hey and away we go. Riding on a donkey. As you do, 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and Guest Mars. First broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoons. Thanks for your company. And yes, a wonderful country, Canada, except there is a diplomatic incident between Australia and Canada and that a really good brand of Canadian beer that I'm not allowed to mention um, is not available in Australia. Can we sort this out, Justin and Scott? Thanks. Goodness I don't know. What's the world coming to? Anyway, um, I'm my guest is the fabulous Mars Cooper. I am a trans and gen- uh, gender diverse, sorry, um, a musician and actor you posted on uh, yes. social media this morning. Um, yes. What sort of acting have you been up to? Oh, gosh. Not, for, not since I've started my degree, but I did a show in the Fringe Festival and uh-huh. one of the comedy festival in 2016 and 2017. Um, and I've done a couple short films. I actually made a short film as well, but... Yeah, I played, um, a cis male in a play, which was really an, an interesting experience. Ooh, are we allowed... Can I ask more? Yes. Go for it. Yes. Um, tell, us, tell us more now. Now you've got, got, me, got me curious. Well, the play, um, was set in the 1950s, and I played a... a gay guy in a family of just complete, like, homophobic people. It was the wow. 1950s. So I played him from ages 5 to ages 20. Um, 
and it was just like an amazing experience like being in a play and performing to audiences that had no idea of my gender and kind of just like it was my first real experience of passing as male wow you know okay so yeah now that see there's an interesting one that you know we um you know, for trans and gender diverse people to play sort of other things uh, mm. can be, yeah, that, that interesting. So uh, amazing. You know, was it just, was it challenging, rewarding bits of both? Not, uh, neither, cause we, or both, because we don't like binaries. But uh, <laughs> well, um, yeah, well, what sort of, did anything come up, uh, you know, in any way? Um, I did feel like, weirdly, I felt like a little bit of guilt about it. Yeah. I'm not really, like, I haven't really worked through where that came from, but I just found it, like, we rehearsed for nine months, so I had a long time to kind of get into that role and, like, find out who this person was, Um, and I kind of felt stuck in that role for that entire time, and then when I came out of it, I kind of, like, in a way, I, like, kind of forgot that I wasn't a cis male, like, for for, um, nine months, because I was in this character. Yeah. And then I came out of it and I was like, man, like that was just, that was just so odd. Mm. Yep. And um, the other thing we were going to talk about, which um, sort of rolled in um, to the conversation is when you um, gig and come back to the music side, that yeah, you're who you are under the the proverbial rainbow, but Mm -hmm. you're also more a musician there, but things come up that, you know, perhaps cause, well, you know, cause... create situations and I just really wanted to explore that with you because I think it is a big issue you know sort of um um, tell us a bit about that one um yeah so when I play shows and I play a song maybe related to me um me and gender obviously I'll tell the story of the song which kind of I think people feel that did that because I've said that they have some kind of permission to come up and ask me in like totally inappropriate questions related I, to my transition. Yeah, I hope not questions about surgery and what underwear you wear or something like that. Occasionally, yes. Oh god. And yeah, that is just bizarre to me. Yeah. But... No, gosh, I thought we'd. I know, I know we haven't moved a hundred percent away from it, but you know, some of the questions. So you know, which is all. You know, when did you have the op? I had for me. I had my appendix out when I was about thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Oh gosh, I'm gonna use that. That's amazing. Go for it, and I think we should do that. And I, you know, another one that happened to a trans man friend of mine, where a, a horrible cis male politician who I better not name on air, um, you know, sort of <laughs> came up to him at an event and goes, "So have you, have you got a dick?" And he goes, "Have you had a vasectomy?" <laughs> so sometimes you've got to come back and yeah, touch you, your, yeah. what I would call your good masculine side to counter that sort of. Well, it really is intrusive and toxic masculinity. But the thing is, you're there primarily to play. You know, exactly. and just you know, express your your art so to speak and yeah that gets a bit too much and look you know you're, talk- you're, you're talking to a trans advocate here and look i'm all for tra- you know trans advocacy and it's time and place but also sometimes we've got to remember that we're whole people mm-hmm. we want to do our whole thing yeah and you know so how can i ask how you handle those sorts of questions when they're invasive or you're just not really feeling like you want to answer them that sort of thing I am, like, all for these conversations. I actually love answering questions. But, like, if I've just walked off stage and I'm yes. sweating, like, I don't really want to ask, like, answer questions like that. 
Um, but I, I usually say, um, can you give me five minutes? We'll meet in the beer garden and I'm happy to answer any question. Yeah. You know, and if they do ask something inappropriate that is just, like, objectively invasive, yeah, I kind of just gently say, you know, like, maybe if you want to know this, then there's this thing called Google that you can type your question into and, like, doesn't apply to every trans person, but, like, my genitalia ain't none of your business. Yeah. You know, I, and I always try and do it gently, you know. Yeah, which I think, you know, we've got a right to do. And I think, you know, at the extreme end, the sort of media shock jocks who then start trying to guilt trip us, oh, you don't want to talk about yourself after all, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, politely, you, to heck with them. You may fill in your own words at home, listeners of all genders, to take them to heck. And I, th- I think we have to set some boundaries. And sure, it's yeah. a fair thing, yeah. And look, as an occasional performer, I can empathise with that. I know when I've just come off stage, or even if I've just been part of a show, and at the end, you're with all your, you know, performing mates, and you just, you're still in show mode. You can't. It's, it takes time to adjust in and out, yeah. for sure. So yeah, there's a, um, a message. You know, we're happy to talk, but just hey, it's got to be a win-win, people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like think... it's like don't talk at me. You know, yeah. Talk to me and with me. Yeah, with there's the, mm. there's the word, and that makes it equal, which yeah. is really cool. Now we heard from. Um, yeah, we heard ripped jeans, and we got a, a bonus impression under the community um, 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 community announcements of false impressions, yeah. and we're going to have another track in a minute. But how do people um, find you and your music, I suppose, is the question. Oh, gosh. Um, on Facebook, I have a page called Mars Cooper Music, where I post pretty much everything um, that's current. On Spotify, it's just Mars Cooper um, the EP is called Headmess. It works better if you type in Mars Cooper Headmess because apparently there's someone else called Mars Cooper oh. who comes up before me. Oh. Um, I know, despicable. But also bandcamp.com slash Mars Cooper. Uh, Apple Music, I think I'm on. Uh, YouTube, my YouTube is Quiet Ghost Boy. I'm, I'm everywhere. You're on all. Um... The more modern forms of media, I don't know. Sure, not sure how we do postcards on that one. But, um, that's where people can track you down, and, and you know, you know, you've reached um, on Spotify or anywhere else really. Um, where Mars with a Z, we should add. Yes, yes. Um, Mars Cooper, because there's the um, album cover with a person with a bucket. Over oh, that—that that is me as a child. Ah, yes. Okay. A, a real live, non non artistically created picture. Yes. <laughs> I'm impressed and I don't impress. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, but the main thing is, it sounds like you're having fun doing it. Yes, I definitely am. I feel very, Overall. very privileged that I'm able to do what I do. You know? Yeah. No, that that's a fair thing. You know, for lots of um, creative people sadly don't get that chance, mm-hmm. and it is a fair thing to say that maybe queer creative people haven't always had that chance. Although I think yeah. there's. A big turn in the right direction going on on that. Mm-hmm. Having catching up with a couple of friends, one queer, one um, we'll say a diverse background last night, and I think there's a call now for really authentic performance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where someone like yourself can come in and combine the rainbow and and your particular um, you know musical interests and just keep going, which is really good. Any yeah. any big goals? If you you know uh, um, you know what would be the dream show to do or the dream performance maybe oh gosh i think maybe like i'd love to play something like blues fest you know just some some like gorgeous big festival uh queen's cliff music festival yeah maybe i honestly like at the moment i'm just happy to like play shows with my friends and like chill out like 
when I was in high school, I I wanted to be like the biggest band in the world and like tour. And now I've realised that I don't necessarily want that. You know. Yeah, Blues Fest is Byron Bay, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, I mean they're but they're both wonderful festivals, Queenscliff and Blues Fest for those styles of music. And I'm I'm out of I'm out of the loop, I do admit, but um a couple of times I've been down to Port Port Ferry Folk Festival mm. and that's always wonderful as well. There's lots of them there. And you know, I think that's good that you're settled. I mean, if someone wants to be the proverbial world world stage megastar, that's <laughs> and that's for them, goody for them. Yeah. Do it honestly, that's the main thing. And I think mm-hmm. That if you are being that authentic self, um, I'm still, I have to say, I had um, a trans comedian and sort of small spoken word performer, Nikki Vivica, on a few months ago. And she just said that since transitioning, she's been able to be more her authentic self on stage. And I think, again, that authenticity is what people are looking for at the moment, you know, um, both in arts, but I think it's a connection to where the broader world is. Oh, Uh, for sure. So keep, keep going with it. Have we covered everything we needed to cover, or you, you feel like there's more to say? Or can I just go back to one thing when we were yeah. talking about um, having like the the witty comebacks for silly questions? Yeah. Someone the other day at my gig asked me how long I'd been transferring for, and I was like, "I'm not rent." <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to say that. You're not an EFT, either. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or not that it's a, an, an invasive questions, but. I often get messages on, you know, as, as someone who checks the phone occasionally has to check the phone bank for work, mm. and people go, a, a worker will ring in. I've got a person who's transgendering at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of, I cringe a bit oh, and then ring dear, back. Transgendering. <laughs> and Gosh. it's sort of like no, and transforming, so, <laughs> transmutating or something. Yeah. <laughs> Returns mutation into human form or something like that. No, we're um, we're moving and transforming to our um, true selves. Yes, and it's good to have you in as your true self, um, Mars. We're going to take it. Um, I'll leave. Um, let you head off, but not um, that you can. Um, well, hang in for the rest of this track. Um, Ego Destroyer. Tell us a little about that before you head off. Oofed. Um, Ego Destroyer, every time I play it live, I always say there's really no structure to it. It's kind of just like a stream of consciousness song that I wrote in like 10 minutes when I was 18. And I guess a lot of it's about just kind of like the relationships I had around that age and just like what was going on around me. There is um, a couple saucy lines in there just for like... Saucy lines. A warning, content warning. Yeah. And... (laughs) You know, did you say you'd already written, what was it, 200 songs I meant to ask I mean, that's just, like, a guesstimation, but I have written just, like... I've been writing songs since I was 13. Wow. You know, so probably around 200, but I only use maybe 15 of them. Yeah. And just about the writing process, it just flows. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I go through periods of, like, writing five songs in a day and then not writing a song for six months, so... Okay. Which, you know, I think can happen to anyone who's has writing as part of their work, whether it's songs or comedy or other things. You know, I suppose there's mm-hmm. ebbs and flows, which is, is comforting because sometimes you think, oh, and then yeah. it just all flows out. Or little things that you walk around with the notebook, oh, there's something in there and that, yes. I can work on it. It's such a helpful thing to do as a writer. Just always have, like, a pen and paper somewhere on your, on your person. Yep. All right. Well, Mars, thanks for coming in. And Thank you for having, having a me. Chat and keep keep flying along and yeah keep um 
keep in touch with um, three C, um, myself and all three CR on all the music. Um, we're here to support independent artists, and particularly for the various genres and people that don't get played a lot um, mm. in mainstream. That's very much why we're here, and and to be fair, a lot of other community radio is as well. Which is um, so we're very much it's a partnership. Let's keep it rolling and um, let you head off into the rest of. Your Sunday, and we'll play Ego Destroyer. Mark cool. Cooper, thanks for being on Out of the Pan. Thank you very much for having me. Finding the right words in the wrong situation Is it so skin itself? God, I hate the way you look at me
3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Just heard from Mars Cooper. Um, and just great to see people getting a start early on um, and being able to pursue all their creativity. And that's Ego Destroyer. And that's part of the six-track EP, Head Mess, by Mars Cooper that you can find on Spotify and other relatively modern means of technology. If you think I'm not going to be milking that line for the rest of the day, think again. Well, um, lots of other news going on around, and um, um, one that has just come into me, John has emailed in, and um, and I've seen a couple of reports on this about new um, International Amateur Athletic Federation, hence abbreviate, um, forthwith abbreviated to IAAF, Rules for Trans Athletes. And the IAAF Council met in Doha. I wonder how many trans and possibly intersex people were there. Um, there's um, The athlete must keep the levels below a certain mark of um, five nanomoles per litre for a period of 12 months to be declared eligible to compete as female, previously 10. Now, how these things get worked out and why there is a focus on testosterone in the first place, no one is ever able to tell me. Um, and quite frankly, I think that um, testosterone might be um, somewhat of a misnomer. Now, I don't claim to be a scientist, but I just wonder how much unconscious bias there is going on there. And so there's one report on this in the Sydney Morning Herald Age media outlet um, um, from a couple of weeks ago. And then there's a press release on the the IAAF site, International Federation Discuss Consensus on Establishing Rules for Transgender Athletes, well, instantly, um, you know, that doesn't cover trans men or non-binary for that matter. There's, a, there's an issue. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, that um, the IAAF, in conjunction with the International Paralympic Committee, the International Tennis Federation, World Rowing, the International Golf Federation, agreed, um, committed to fair and equal opportunity for female athletes. Now, that's pretty vague. What does that mean? Inclusion of trans women should be promoted with meaningful eligibility standards provided it does not create intolerable unfairness. Um, Vague, um, or is it flexible? Who knows? Um, Rules should be sports-specific and designed by relevant international federations. Now, that is fair. I still haven't worked out why trans women can't play darts, for example. I don't think there's a huge example. I think that would be more down to eye coordination. Now, don't let me play darts, given that I've got one eye that's not, my eyes don't work in stereo. Um, Testosterone, now here's the one that gets me. Testosterone is the primary known driver of the performance gap between males and females. There is not, according to my evidence, consistent proof of that. Some research says it is, some says it isn't. If a federation decides to use serum testosterone, um, it should adopt a fixed threshold or at or below 5 nanomoles per litre, and more research is needed on this issue. Well, Dan will agree with that. So a big issue, and I think that, you know, I think a lot of the debate about this has been driven by hysteria and fundamentalist Christians. They can't do really do the bathroom debate anymore now they've admitted that that one was a, a fabrication they concocted to whip up emotion, and that's quote-unquote. Happy to send anyone the reference for that. Um and that, it's those last three words that are the, the issue when we come to these sorts of stuff, whip up emotion. And, you know, people have it, um, sort of 
deep emotional views on gender and body and sex characteristics. And whipping up more emotion won't help us resolve these things. It might help some commercial media shock jocks get ratings, points and clickbait or help um, alleged um, um, you know, balanced newspapers sell newspapers at the expense of trans lives. But um, you know, it won't really help us move forward. There are some people doing good work on that. And um, some, as I say, this, um, read these reports only came up in the last 24 hours. Otherwise, I'd be chatting with someone who is doing awesome work, and that's Kirsty Miller. Um, and, yeah, um, some interesting things to work through, I think, on, on this one. Um, but I don't think it's as simple as a lot of people would make out. Um, so, yeah, sporty spices. But it's interesting that no one ever thinks of trans men in these debates. And when we limit um, at the worst example to just a rigid definition of how someone was assigned at birth, um, trans men, non-binary, and on the separate issue of intersex, is all I'm going to say, we probably leave a lot of people out. And that's not the answer. And as one um, headline, one comment I just said, uh, saw somewhere said, well, maybe sport needs to change, not people's bodies. And maybe that's the answer. Maybe we'd find ways to ma- to adapt sport. It wouldn't mean too much um, that would be, to me, too much we'd have to think about. And um, I'm just trying to track through um, Kirsty's um, Twitter um, page, but can't quite get it up to magnified level to read it, where there's some comments that give the alternative views on testosterone. See if I can come back to that in the next segment. All right. Um, in the meantime, let's have a breather. And, um, well, not everyone wants to be a millionaire out of music. And Skyhooks had a sarcastic dig at it back in the 70s um, about that, um, or a humorous dig, call it what you will. And, um, yeah, no prizes for guessing the track. It's the Million Dollar Riff, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
I just think that it's ironic that the state of Victoria want to treaty with Aboriginal people but have no issue in destroying our sacred sites. War is devastating on the environment. In peacetime, the military is a huge user of fossil fuels, a huge driver of nuclear energy and ultimately the architect of nuclear weapons. Subscribe to 3CR in 2019, fighting for social justice and environmental change. And to all the people that are so afraid of the solutions to climate change that they choose to live in denial instead, the current solutions to the climate emergency are much easier to cope with than the outcomes that will come if we don't. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. Follow, follow the sun, which way the wind blows. Okay, so this is Shebop. And so is this. And this. Shebop, a program that explores feminist issues. Tune in Mondays, 10.30am, for a show where only women get to speak, but everyone can listen. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three cr.org.au three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon to one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And yeah, just did track through um what was on Kirsty's page and um you can go to WADA, um World Anti Doping Agency for their TUE Physician Guidelines on Male Hypogonadism, but I might have to get Kirsty to have a chat about that at some point. Um, other things, what are going on? Um, let's have a look and see things, things what are coming up um, in the queer community. There's lots of things going on nowadays. Um, I should mention that earlier this year, the Monash Adult Gender Clinic put out AM, used their resourcing to put together a 21-page resource list for transgender, diverse and some intersex support groups, medical researchers, etc., um, which I think is incredibly wonderful. Um, it used to be a sort of, there were about three groups full stop. So it is a nice sign that that sort of thing's happening. Um, other things coming up for trans people, Seahorse Club of Victoria have their monthly meeting on the second Saturday of this each month. So that comes up on the 9th. Um, you can um, track down that one. Polyvic um, comes up the week after on the 12th. Um, so lots of things What are coming up. Well, I wanted to talk about something which, um, if I would remembered to dig out the Huda Gurus track, the generation gap, it would have been appropriate. But, um, yeah, a bit of an issue came up um, the week before last at the LGBTI Aging and Aged Care Conference, Aging with Pride. And there were some wonderful pride moments and, well, there were some that weren't so prideful. First, the good stuff, um, a big tick to Georgina Byer, a New Zealand politician and trans elder and in so many intersectional ways, I think is a fair way to put it. And um, she was just a wonderful opening day speaker. So no nonsense, so um, stand up and, you know, all that sort of thing was wonderful. Um 
we, I finally got to see the film of the coming back outball, which was um, great as well. And I hadn't seen that after um, two years after the event. And of course, the event, um, the, the original one took place um, in the context of the postal, the timing of the postal survey, which was not good for a lot of people. Um, so many wonderful performances on the night. Um, Jerry Connolly's The Queen and Deborah Cheatham doing Don't Cry For Me Argentina and Don't Cry For Me Opera Australia, um, which with great irony, um, and so many others. Um, but unfortunately, I think there were some moments on the second day that do need some comment. And this was um, Sandra Pankhurst um, um, was sort of interviewed in depth about um, her, um, Sandra Pankhurst is the topic and um, the subject of the book, The Trauma Cleaner. Now, let's look at something. A lot of older queer people, including older trans and gender diverse, have been through a lot of tough stuff. We can't ignore that. But there's a, I have a personally have a saying, I don't know if it's totally original, but I say that we all have a right to our feelings, then new stop, new full stop, new paragraph. We don't have a right to dump them on others without that other person's consent. And I'm going to, without using the exact word because I'm an oldie, give pretty much how I remember a comment from Sandra that I think is really unhelpful, but we have to work through it and unpack it. Sandra claimed that, um, said something to the best of my memory, how does an 18-year-old trans person know whether to cut their F dot dot K-ing dick off? And I'm sorry, I should have given a content warning there. But we don't need that sort of age war in, in the rainbow communities. There's been, we've got enough nonsense going on with lateral hostility, um, gay men, you know, elements of gay men and lesbians to buy and trans and all the rest of it without having age wars within the trans community. And it's sad that these misunderstandings come up. And again, I totally respect that a lot of older trans and gender diverse people have gone through a lot of trauma and trying to wade through that and settle it down that first part of your life. I call the first part of my life at times a psychological swampland. Well, I think I'm draining it, but it, some people don't want to do that, but don't go taking it out on other people, and it really wasn't very good. And then we went on. I hadn't seen the film Becoming Colleen. I had heard, um, and accurately enough, that there was significant misgendering and past naming of Colleen, and I don't know if that was with her consent or not, but I think that it would have been good that the producers, directors, makers of the film had put a slide in at beginning and or end that using a trans person's correct pronouns and current name are really important for lots of reasons and is best practice. And unfortunately, it seems the producers have been unwilling to do that. And I think that's really, really problematic. And a comment was made in a lesser content warning, but I'll still give it. The, the response that was given as well, oh, well, that's what the people who knew Colleen said, and you, it would be like having David Attenborough run in front of a lion saying, don't eat the zebra. I'm sorry, that's not accurate because you're not thinking of trans people. That's not a win-win solution. And I think the issue there is cisgender privilege speaking for trans, and that's not appropriate. So I have to say, in all honesty, the second day was not that enjoyable. And... It is a worry that these sorts of things weren't thought through. There were other things. There was a panel host who kept touching guests as um, he called them up one by one, and there was only one mention of bisexuality in the public sessions throughout the entire conference, and that was didn't come across as very positive, even though maybe it was realistic. And I do have real concerns about that. And the thing is that Val's Cafe, which has organised the first four conferences, 
is now not going to do it again. I can understand it's a huge effort, but it's going to fall to a Sydney-based organisation. I'm going to really leave you thinking the hard-cold reality is that some of the larger Sydney LGBTI organisations are not as progressive and inclusive as Melbourne ones, and that leaves me a bit anxious. And it's all very well to say, well, why don't you talk to them? What happens when their transphobia and biphobia means that they won't listen? So we've got some issues to work on there in the next two years before um, the next LGBTI Aging with Pride conference. And I think that it does need some work. And um, we need to really look at how we operate together as communities and what it really means to be an ally, which is you walk beside someone and you do it with humility, not tell them what's good for them. And this, these are some issues that need debating. All right, um, coming up on the show, I've got lots of guests coming in in the next few weeks. So many to keep count of, which is a nice problem to have. Um, and there's lots coming up in the next few weeks. I should add, of course, um, a couple more things that were in Trans Awareness Month leading up to Trans Day of Remembrance on the 20th of November, a big important day on the trans calendar. Um, and yeah, um, still sorting through guests, actually. Um, got one lined up for the 24th. We'll talk about um, said person when they come in and um, make sure that um, lots of people remember. Just want to hear people's stories, get in touch um, with the show um, and remember to promote events. And also just had an email just come in from Girls Rock um, who we've had on the show before. And the good news is the news flash is there'll be two one-week camps from the 13th to the 17th and the 20th to the 24th. So that's pretty sensational um, and um, both taking place at Wick Studios and the showcases for each at the Corner Hotel, one of the great music venues of Melbourne. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species and take it out today. Well, um, all relationships should be consensual, but um, Adam Harvey and Becky Cole uh, raise a fun question in a fun way. How wrong is it if you don't get caught from the winner's 2003 country music compilation? Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. personal attention this wife won't wait around and leave his dinner in the oven he can't work all he wants to i'm going out to get a little loving is it really sinning if you look like a saint is it really wrong if you think it if it can't be proven then i can't be breaking the law If you don't get caught Sweet thing come with the boss man This town needs to be painted Look, no ring on my finger We could get so much better acquainted No
a saint. Tells it that ain't wrong if you think it If it can't be proven, then I can't be breaking the law. If you don't get caught well, Here we both are standing face to face Doing each other wrong in the same damn place Before the wine wears off And the truth starts dawning Well, have a good night And I'll see you in the morning You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.